Welcome to I'm Anxious About, a podcast where two friends commiserate about our respective anxieties on a new topic each week. I'm Christopher Mitchell. And I'm Allison Green. And today we are anxious about the past. going to be a this is going to be a heavy one right unfortunately i would like to do something light sometimes but i feel like you know why not why not like i think this is a good time to think about the past it's kind of like we're at the point of the year where it feels kind of like the past it's like you know fall and you're thinking about the year and kind of wrapping it up into the end of the year. So it kind of makes sense to do it now, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we, we, this is one of those episodes. If if um, if anyone listened to my little interview on CBC a couple days ago on Sunday, I, I knew I was going to mention that at some Saturday. point. I didn't think Saturday. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I knew I was going to mention that at some point. I didn't think it would be one minute into the podcast, but <laughs> here we are. You're just chomping at the bit here. You're so excited. Help it. Yeah, Your and of course, prey squirrel has his acorn. Exactly right, and it's a, like I mean, it's a huge acorn. Like I'm looking at my notes, and all I can see is this huge uh, acorn that I drew um, on top <laughs> of all my notes. So I had to mention it. And in this case, you know, and also of course, anyone listening, a long time listener, will know the propensity to humble brag. In this case, it's just too strong. Yeah. So what I was going to say is is in that interview, which we'll link to in the show notes, of course, um, in um, that interview, I mentioned that we had a lot of topics on the horizon that we wanted to cover. And there were some that we were sure we were going to cover, like, uh, I'm anxious about therapy, I'm anxious about the future, I'm anxious about the past, some of these sort of larger um, topics that seem kind of like an inevitability that we need to tackle them. So it's fitting that we check a big one off the list, right? Yeah, I think also we couldn't really think of a good one for this week. <laughs> We're like, you know, classic Chris and Allison last minute. Uh, it took us a little while to figure out what we were doing. But I'm excited about this topic. I think it'll be a, a good one. Yeah, I mean, we decided we were going to record on this day a while ago. But the topic came uh, kind of like by osmosis today. Yeah, as it usually does. We're yes. we're inspired. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um, you know, now that we're talking about the past, we we of course, if anyone's new to listening, we have um a scale that we use each week, and it's always reflective of the topic at hand. So, Allison, uh, in light of that, I must ask you on a scale of one to reliving in vivid detail your most traumatic childhood memory. How are you doing today? I have so many traumatic childhood memories. Um, Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, I just remember mine so well. I think everyone does, but I, I feel like that's a high bar. Um, and now I'm mentally <laughs> scrolling through all of them. Um, but I don't know. I guess I'm at like a six or a seven today it's been a rough day um it's more like my depression is back 
in full force, just like, surprise, we normally come <laughs> back in November, but it's not even October and we're here. Um, so I got a little, I don't know, it's just like today was the first day that I realized just how freaking dark it's getting, how er- like so early. And um, it just really hit me when I was walking the dog before we recorded this podcast. I was like, oh, shit, like summer is is over. And I kind of thought I would be okay with that this year because this year just kind of feels like a just like a not like a free pass, but just like I don't ascribe any success or failure to this year just because Mm -hmm. like there's no point. It's just it's a it's an outlier. Except for the success of this podcast, right? Yes, of course. But just in general, I mean, like, I just feel like this this is not this year is not a useful data point in our lives, yeah. basically. Um, looking at point. it like that, and so I was like, oh, maybe this year will be the exception where like I can just like get super cozy and like be all like Danish and huga or whatever, and get all like mm-hmm. you know lights in my apartment and be all happy with being inside. But I think I'm going to be depressed this winter again. So it's just sort of like the anxiety of preparing myself for a winter of depression, if that makes sense. And so, yep. yeah, that that's where I'm at. <laughs> what about you? Yeah. So, f- I mean, firstly, I'll just, I'll just say I, I understand that feeling of there is a certain sadness that comes with the days getting shorter. And then there's daylight savings time, which is Ugh. a whole other that's a whole other issue can we do an episode on that yeah we need to because i have a lot of feelings about it it was created by a sadist yep so i am gonna write that down on our list right now um that would be a great episode for uh for down the line and it's on our list and it, <laughs> it's accidentally it's accidentally all in caps but it seems fitting <laughs> yeah no that's accurate <laughs> i don't think that was an yeah. accident chris i think that was your internal oh shit daylight savings is coming like you'll see you'll see your the, body you'll see the google doc it says daylight savings time <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um so how am i doing um on a scale of uh, reliving in vivid detail a particular or the most traumatic childhood memory um i'm maybe a four three or four and it's not because of any one particular thing. Um, actually, it is because of one particular thing. On Saturday, after the after I kind of had stressed for like three days straight prior to that that CBC interview, uh, I proceeded to celebrate. Uh, of course, that involved a couple of beverages, but re- the big celebration for me was that I had a, a nice big cup of coffee, which I haven't had. Uh-huh. Yeah, which I haven't had in, I want to say like maybe 12, 13 weeks. I haven't had a cup of coffee. And so it's actually, it was fine. Like it didn't, I only had a small because I knew the potential of it. But I do, (laughs) but I do feel like, (laughs) like a couple days after I'm getting little zaps like of like, whoop, shouldn't have that. And just kind of another reminder that I got to stay away from the coffee. Just I'm a, what have we said in the past? Like I'm a naturally caffeinated human being. Yeah. And so I, I drink tea and I feel like that suits me well. In some cases it's even calming and focusing for me, but coffee, I can feel the effects days after. So I'm just a little, just a little bit on edge and it's, it's not even anything 
Um, like I feel totally normal. And then I'm like getting up to go get a glass of water. And it's just like, I kind of get like, um, it's kind of like a wave of anxiety rolls over me and it's like, Whoa, coffee. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, uh, deep breath and moving on with my day. Um, so all that to say, I'm all right, not too bad. Um, but I think I'm still honestly riding the high from, from that, from that interview. And I also noticed today that as a result of that interview, we've had a huge increase in the interest in the show. Lots more people checking it out, which is great to see. And we even have a couple of uh, more five-star ratings. So I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about you, but like incredibly humbling to think about uh, people not only finding the show, but then a couple people going out of their way to give us a five-star review. I mean, um, that certainly brings a smile to my face. Yeah, that's really nice. So thank you everyone who left a review, who listened, who told a friend to listen. Uh, We really appreciate all the help that you give us to get this podcast out there uh, in the ears of more people. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I think this will be a good episode. I feel like this is one of those episodes that will be kind of therapeutic for for us. Aren't they all? Aren't they all true. just like yes. publicly broadcast therapy that we don't it's have true. to pay for? And yeah, hopefully it's... one day might pay for us to actually go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> That's another episode down the line as well. <laughs> oh dear. So where do you want to start? Um, Let's start with just getting a little bit out of the way here about just the idea of even being anxious about the past. Um, A lot of people think, and I think they think it incorrectly, that anxiety is something that's only about a future event. And you have to be anxious about something in particular, which I suppose this podcast doesn't necessarily uh, dismantle with our with our name. <laughs> but um, sometimes you can just be anxious, period, no preposition necessary. And um, it doesn't need to be anxious about a future event that's like impending and looming over you. You can be anxious about something that just popped up and occurred right in the moment that you're dealing with right then. Or you can be anxious after the fact about something you did when you're reliving it, which I guess is technically more of a present tense anxiety. And I guess if you really want to get all Chris and meditation-y about it, you know, I can, (laughs) everything is a present moment reality anyway. But anyway, um, I guess what I want to say is I believe you can be anxious about the past. I mean, if I didn't believe that, we wouldn't be recording this episode. And so we're going to be talking about just how our experience with the past and reliving certain moments in our past can lead to a feeling of anxiety in the present, basically. That's a good place to start just to sort of put down the foundation. Set the ground rules, preempt anyone. Yeah, put down put down the foundation here as we build the mental house from the past. <laughs> I feel so, like this, that metaphor was getting away from you before it even got started. Yes, it was. I, I, I was. I was <laughs> it over. was just like you were. Your fingers were like grasping at a rope that was just out out of reach. 
<laughs> it's true. And then in my head, I was already sort of planning out how we would talk about the episode in terms of the different rooms that we built on top <laughs> of the foundation. But before, but uh, before I could even get that metaphor started, we dismantled the house, um, which ironically, that's the only time I could use that metaphor well. So <laughs> I will back up a little bit and, and just first comment on what you're saying, which is that I I do think it's very possible to be anxious about the past. And actually, I think for both of us, something we've talked about in previous episodes is that that's actually typically where we go first, right? I mean, I I don't typically go to the future. Um, I I try and kind of plan my day. So I'm focused on the day at hand and what's going on the following day. But there's, it's not usually a situation where I'm really worried about something a week from now. It's usually, it's usually a situation where it's, I'm, I'm randomly focused on something that happened 17 and a half months ago. Yep, same. I can definitely get anxious about the future in very specific instances. Like, uh, I've been anxious about the future just a lot this year, just being in such a indecisive present. And um, so it makes the future feel more confusing. But generally, mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of feel... Just like I know I'm on my track and I know that the future is going to come and I know that my trajectory is generally something I'm happy with. So like I'm kind of just like, all right, I'll meet the future where it is and, you know, any like immediate problems with the future I'll worry about. But like, you know, just generally speaking, I don't know, I'm not really consumed with like fear about the future, but the past oh, the past. I don't know. I think if you have social anxiety like I do, like you will be just reliving every mistake and every like awkward introduction and just like awkward joke, awkward pause, just until you die. You'll be like, you know, 85, <laughs> can't even recognize your grandkids face. And then you're like, remember the time that I, that I accidentally sent a screenshot of, of the chat <laughs> to the person who I took the screenshot of. Oh my god, that happened to me once and it was the worst. It was like it was my old roommate too. And I was like, oh shit, thank God we don't live together anymore. <laughs> yeah. That makes me anxious just hearing that, to yeah, be honest with it you. It was horrible. It was one of the worst feelings in the world. Like luckily I didn't say anything. I just sent the screenshot. But like if you get a screenshot of your own message sent to you, yikes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um yeah. I was gonna say that. That all makes sense to me. And when you when you were talking about about that, I had this visualization of I that I feel the same. You know that that the future to me, I'm not so worried about unless there's specific events, in which case I can get worried about things. But for me, that the thing about the past is that it's already written, and so I can kind of reexamine it. So for, for, I kind of picture this situation where I kind of have the past in this in this huge volume on my desk that's kind of always open, and I can you know, turn back to it and be like, oh yes, that moment, like the future. <laughs> I don't have that giant, like almost like religious, like volume, you know, yeah. where you can blow the dust off and go back. So that the present, I kind of feel like I'm writing it as I go, which is a bit of an exciting task in and of itself. The future, I kind of imagine that it will be written one way or another. So I'm not going to stress about it. Of course, when we get to the episode about the future, I'm sure we'll come up with a whole bunch of <laughs> like, anxieties. I'm fine and- with the future. And then yeah. the future comes, and then I get fucking to that episode, hate the like, future. <laughs> like, I'm not fine with the future at all. And, and 
that's part of it. I mean, anxiety really is just like a strange interplay between past, present, and future. So we're all three episodes. I'm sure that we'll do. We'll have some um, reminiscing on on past episodes. But anyways, I, it can be problematic only because let's use that metaphor of the large volume that contains all your memories again. Remember you can... we, we deemed it the shame scrapbook in a previous episode. Yes. Okay. Right. Fair, fair. So this shame scrapbook, which I've now given like, I don't know, some sort of religious large significance, <laughs> like, like the book of Kells in Ireland or something. Um, so you can turn back to it, but unfortunately the way, however you're feeling when you revisit the shame scrapbook, it can, sort of alter the way you look at that memory right but but that memory remains very like staunchly um and intensely and viscerally um clear you know because yeah because you've because you've relived that memory a thousand times you can go back to it and and literally revisit sentences and and it's it's this strange thing because again, a phenomenon we talk about occasionally is that you can, you know, why can't I remember what I ate for breakfast, but I can go back 12 years and be like, oh, that time when I scraped my knee and all my friends left me, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's the most bizarre phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think also there is like a, a selection bias to the memories that you have, like you're, I mean, sometimes, you know, you just generate a memory truly out of the abyss and you're like holy shit why did i think about that but then <laughs> most of the time you're generating a memory in response to a stimuli that like triggered you to think about something that was related even if there might be like six degrees of separation between the thoughts as mine tend to do i feel like my thoughts are sort of just like uh like a drunk person playing a word association game (laughs) they're just like oh how far can we go (laughs) just you know when you said that it reminds me as well that like there's an there's almost an anxiety in that too where a thought comes up and you're like wait a minute why am i thinking about that you almost have to play detective on yourself and and it's like it's not like finding the answer makes you feel any better. Sometimes you make an association and you're like, oh, oh, that seems like I didn't need to go there. <laughs> oh, you're yeah. like almost frustrated at yourself for, for drawing that connection. You're like, be a little kinder to yourself. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think there is a selection bias because you're, you know, maybe you make a fool of yourself at the grocery store, which for some reason is the the thing that I always come back to. Apparently I'm very yeah, terrified. I was gonna say, how many, how many bad grocery store memories do you oh, have? So many, so many. Every single time I'm standing in line at like the checkout, I'm like, okay, now say things correctly. And you know, don't, you know, don't wish them a good meal too. Although I guess that's a waiter, but you know what I mean? You just like, you don't want to do things like that. And you're like kind of preparing yourself not to say those things. And I just feel like every time I go to the grocery store, I'm reliving my shame scrapbook of grocery store biggest hits. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for shopping at Whole Foods. You too, ma'am. I'm not shopping at Whole Foods. You are. (laughs) You think I can afford Whole Foods with this paycheck, please? (laughs) (laughs) Go back to your entitled life. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically. So um, that's kind of what I go through. And I don't know, just every single time, I'm reliving a social situation. I'm 
or every single time I'm going through a social situation, my brain is like searching like a, it almost seems like a, like a crazy geek in my head is like searching, like, let's look up all the times that you fucked this one up. And then it's just like gathering Mm -hmm. just like this big list of grave errors to just like, then Mm -hmm. just scan through almost like a computer program. And then it's like, bing, 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 bing. And I'm just like reliving every related memory where I made a similar error. And it just sucks. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I know exactly what you mean. I think the longer that I start to actually try and examine my thoughts, the better able I am to kind of actually like combat some of those things. Like I th- I think in the past before I just I sort of took my own my own thought pattern or or the my own narrative as like as gospel like oh if you feel that way that must be true but i'm getting a bit better at actually being like wait is that even fair or reasonable like i'm i'm kind of i'm getting a little bit better at that nowadays mm-hmm. yeah. the other thing too is that before what i would do was a memory would come up that i would feel i don't know some shame for which I think is common with whether you have anxiety or not. I mean, of course we all have shame in our past, but I think I had a tendency and I don't know whether this is anxiety related or not, but I had a tendency to just shuffle it away be like, I'll let me think about anything but this. And I would sort of push it away. But you realize over time that if you do that thousands of times and you never really address that, you just end up having this bursting closet of memories that eventually comes out in some way. So now I try if I can. I mean, some days I'm like, I'm not going down that path. But, you know, if if I'm in a pretty good mental state and one of these thoughts pops into my mind, I think I'm getting better at just challenging it and being like, wait a minute, is that even reasonable? And it kind of feels like I'm slowly, definitely depending on the day, but slowly um, able to erase a little bit of that shame the more I'm able to actually confront it in some way, if I'm not sure if that makes sense or came across as I was hoping it to, but I, I think you probably get the gist yeah, of what I'm saying. It made a lot of sense, but when you said bursting closet, I like looked shamefully over at my closet, of which there are like more clothes on the floor of the closet than it, on the hangers, and was just consumed with existential dread. So I may have gotten a little lost there, but um, that was all me, not you. But you also realized that I I accidentally swooped back to my house metaphor. <laughs> you did, yeah. Closet, perfect. Wow, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> yeah. This is one haunted house of anxiety today. <laughs> exactly. Which is fitting as uh, we'll be releasing this in... October, I think. I'm I was trying to see how many days there are in September. But I think we'll be releasing this in October. October first, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So have a we're having Sorry, a- so I, I I got you off track. <laughs> you were talking about the closet. So what did what did you want to say in response to what I said before, if anything at all? Um oh my god. Or do we even remember do we even remember collectively <laughs> what I said? Um <laughs> I was like, let me just scroll back. I'm like, wait, no, that's not how live recording works. Oh, no, this is a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I was like trying to edit in real time as we were recording. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Uh, I was, I mean, it, it, in some, I was just talking about how 
you spend years and years and years pushing these thoughts away, which sort of give them their oh, own right. strength. And that it, it does seem better, generally speaking, if you're in the right mental place to try and contend with some of these memories and at least poke holes in the, uh, mm-hmm. in the theories that you've doubled down on. Yeah, I think I'm not quite there yet. Like, I take your word for it that, like, it is a successful strategy, but I don't know. I think the power of my own narratives is just, like, so compelling. Maybe I'm just, like, I just feel like I'm just really addicted to telling myself my own stories, and I kind of need to, like, learn to let go of that. Mm. But there's something so addicting about, you know, like, just, like, constantly narrating everything to yourself you know and just like not just letting something just be but trying to contextualize and file it away in a particular compartment of failure and just you know what I mean like it's really hard to break that habit because there is something compelling about sorting things in your in your mind so potential theory um firstly I should say that I'm like I'm not on any level where I can be like, oh, you'll get there, Alison. Like, I'm kind of right there with you. I'm just like, I've taken a few baby steps and I just bought my first pair of baby shoes and I'm like slowly walking. But what I was what I was going to point out was, do you think that's partially because the background that both of us have with English literature and the fact that every story needs to have a moral? Maybe, but I think mostly just, I think it's just the human desire to categorize things, you know? And so when you have an experience, you just, you want to sort it into something that's good or bad. Just like, that's just our, like our judging brain, right? Wants to put things into good categories and bad categories roughly so that we can either avoid or seek out more of this, more of the same experience, right? We either want to replicate or avoid. And so I think there is just something kind of innate that you have to sort of learn to override the desire to constantly construct like this overarching narrative of events and just constantly categorize things and put things in your shame scrapbook. I think like there is a point where you need to just be like, that just happened and I'm not going to feel any kind of way about it, but... I'm not there yet. I I will say that I'll give a small example of what I mean as far as like not spiraling into anxiety and shame. I like a couple of weeks ago, my I, I accidentally sent out a newsletter. I basically sent out um, two emails two days in a row by accident that were pretty much the exact same because one was like dormant at the bottom of my list. And that wouldn't normally be a problem, but both of them were like, kind of like, why don't you consider buying my ebook? And it was like, I already had so much kind of shame being like putting that proposition out there. And then the next day when I was trying to fix the order in which my emails went out, I accidentally sent the other email. Oh, that no. like, why don't you buy my ebook? So I had like, <laughs> it's like, I you didn't it. buy my ebook, buy my damn yeah, ebook. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, people are going to think I'm this monster, this like money hungry monster or whatever. So. I had a spiral for about 10 minutes where I was like, oh, the shame, the shame. And like Brie was like, it's okay, bud, like deep breaths. And that would have typically been a situation where I just um, abandoned ship and like left the house, left the computer and like just went out on a 
I don't know, some sort of uh, spirited, delirious walk. Uh, I'm imagining where... basically like the first chapter of Moby Dick. It would. I mean, we're looking at. Yeah, I mean, there would have been a lot of rain, and the skies would have gotten <laughs> gloomy. It would have been lightning. Would have been striking. Like it's a dreary November in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's. It was a dreary November in my soul, and, but instead, I took a couple of deep breaths. I looked at the situation. You didn't take instead, to the sea. What? You didn't take to the sea. I did not take to the sea, actually. I actually, I got back in the boat. I took the wheel and I I sent out an email that was like, I'm going to be totally honest. I just accidentally sent that second email about the ebook. I was like, it's hard to put a number on the uh, intense shame and agony I feel towards this. Um, I hope you'll all forgive me. And I kind of made it like playful and and humorous in tone. And, and I sent that third email out which i thought would be mortifying i got more replies to that email than any email i've ever sent <laughs> and i sold nine ebooks wow and, and then and so and so this was a classic situation for me where I, I i really do feel strongly that if this had happened even 25 weeks ago you know before we started this podcast to be honest i i really do think that would have sent me into a week-long spiral mm-hmm. that i would have just continue to put shame and shame and shame and regret and regret and regret and 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 padded that on and and I would have um, given myself to that stormy November, but I took pause for a second and was able to say, I, I guess what I'm getting at is this notion of like, it turns out I'm only human, right? And like I make mistakes, and it was an honest mistake, and so it's that notion again of like so why do i forgive other people for their mistakes but not me for mistake the mistakes that i make you know yeah yeah so i think that was progress no for sure for sure that's that's nice that you were able to take that and not run with it and create a whole a whole situation a whole na- a whole other narrative around a that a whole 600 page narrative about you on the sea wondering about right. whales I don't, exactly. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm really feeling this this extended Moby Dick metaphor right now. I, <laughs> I was just thinking about that book the other day. I was like, I should reread it. And so apparently now I've decided to just narrate it to the, the entire past is podcast. Coming in. The past is coming in here. Your past with Moby Dick is is really is really coming in here. Yeah, I feel like it's like the book that everyone uses to like signify trauma with books in general, and just be like, oh, that time I had to read it. But it's actually one of my favorite books of all time. Because it paints a time of of real emotional agony. <laughs> and I, I guess. Maybe I can just relate to his constant, just like, I need to ruminate for like 40 pages about this, you know, about the history of the harpoon. I'm like, yes, me too. <laughs> if I can ruminate about the conflict enough, perhaps I can create a new conflict. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, brilliant. Um, well, we'll we'll get back to Moby Dick in a in a in a short moment. I'm sure I'll bring us there again. <laughs> yeah, I, that's all that's all I ask. But I, one thing that I did really want to bring up, and this seems fitting considering the track that we've been on, is um, I was reading an article in the Anxiety and Depression so on the website of the Anxiety and Depression Association of America (ADAA), and there was an article called "How to Handle Regret" by Suma Shand, and a PhD. And it's a relatively simple, straightforward sort of article, but it has uh, 
basically a number of questions you can ask yourself for at, at least at the very least trying to proactively challenge some of the those narratives that you've had. And there's a lot of questions that I, I you know, we'll, we'll put the link in the show notes so you can look at all the questions if you're listening. But the one question that I thought was pertinent that I felt like we should discuss is the first question, which was, could I have acted any differently considering the particular stage in my life and the information or experiences I had until that point in my life? Yeah, that's such a good one because I am constantly just like flagellating myself for something that I couldn't have possibly known like in the present day or in the past that I know now in the present and that I could have only known through making it to the present moment. Like there are times when I'm like, oh man, like why did I even go to grad school? I should have just started a blog (laughs) 10 years ago, you know? Oh my God. If I started 10 years ago, just imagine what my domain authority would be and da, 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 Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm just like, but I couldn't have known because I didn't even know that travel blogs were a thing until like 2015, you know? And like, so there is a part of me that's just like always so mad at myself that I didn't do something differently and what I deem to be right, like from the get go. So this is, <laughs> I think you'll get a kick out of this. Uh, I do that incessantly. I constantly think about what I would have done if I could have gone back in the past and done this, that, or the other. And I think of the classic scenario of Back to the Future, where the character knows all the World Series winners and is able to go back and cash in on a World Series bet. And I, th- I think about that, like, as far as, like, oh, if I'd only gone back, yeah, and, and same with you. I'm like, if I'd, if I'd only known my blog and if I'd only known whatever. So now uh, when I, and this is just something I've started doing recently just because I think it's it's just humorous and it's a way that I can make light of things, is kind of anytime I find myself going back down that narrative, I kind of have like almost like a game show signifier of like, like, if I'd only known, you know, and like <laughs> it, and it just makes it so much more ridiculous. It, it just, it just pops into my head because I realize I spend so much time as a contestant on that, my own game show of like, <laughs> if I'd only known, but that I've, I had to make it stupid. You know, I had to make it ridiculous and be like, so now it, it's, it's, it's kind of a helpful tactic because I go back and I'm like, yeah, well, if I'd known that, I could have gone there and could have done this and my website would be bigger and I'd be no and I'd be making more money and da 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 da. And then I just have to stop and be like, da da da, if I'd only known. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to steal that. I think that sounds nice and helpful. It is helpful because it, it forces you to realize that you couldn't have known and and also it helps me laugh and smile, but it also helps me realize that. I didn't know it then, but I do know it now, right? So it's like yeah. I can bring that with me today and tomorrow. You know, and the other thing too is like I listen to an ungodly amount of podcasts about entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship and whatever and how I built this and all this kind of stuff. I've yet to find a single episode or a single good entrepreneur story that didn't have some sort of hardship or obstacles or struggle, you know? And so so it's it's this thing where I, when I look back and I'm like, "Oh, you know, I could have bypassed that or done that or whatever. I'm like, actually, it turns out like your struggle and hardship makes you who you are. Yeah. It makes you who, like, I, I, I have all this regret and shame for, oh, if this had gone differently or that had gone differently or whatever. But at the same time too, 
sure, I wish some things hadn't happened in my past, or I wish I had, you know, for sure, in particular, I wish I still had a couple of people who I lost in my life. That's, that's, there's no question about that in my past. But the, more often than not, what I learned from a mistake or failure is valuable. Yeah. And so I need to focus on those sorts of things because I spent far too much time just focusing on that was a mistake and then period, right? Well, there's a comma there and, and the rest of that sentence is, well, what did I learn from it, right? Because we learned something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there's such a, a desire to have done everything right from the outset that you can yeah. forget that that was never really a possibility. Like that wasn't actually really a choice because even if you did say start the blog um, 10 years ago, maybe you didn't know what you were doing. Maybe you did something that really messed yourself up. Maybe, you know, you got bored of it faster because you had no sense of direction to it. You know what I mean? It's just every possibility then opens up like this whole spider web of new possibilities, you know? So it's just like, you can't just like go back down these, like, you know, this like perfect flow chart and go back to this like fork and switch the divergence, but then be exactly where you are. But with like one small thing changed, like every single thing would have changed. That's the it's only the, option. It's the butterfly effect, right? Yeah, it's the, exactly. Like the, that movie with uh, their old Bud Ashton Kutcher, right? I was it's thinking like you... about that movie when I was talking yeah. about it, but I didn't want to say butterfly effect because I yeah. didn't want to think about the Ashton Kutcher movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I found that movie... I mean, that's an intense movie, by the way. We should... That's... <laughs> we don't give Is an explicit warning about our... Yeah, we don't give an explicit warning about our language, but I will give an explicit warning about that. There's, there's a few scenes in there that are pretty yeah. intense. And, and it's a little bit of one of those, like, uh, there's a, there's a bit of a maddening spiral there that you kind of got to be ready, ready for. Uh, I've seen that movie a couple times for sure. Anyways, uh, not to spend the whole episode talking about that, but, but you're right. You can't, you can't go back and say, if I'd only change that one thing, cause it doesn't work like that. And, and I, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, I could say the same thing. Well, if I if I knew everything I knew about blogging, now I could go back and make this huge amount of money with it or whatever. But then I maybe I wouldn't have taught in Istanbul for three years. We definitely which is a huge... wouldn't have met in Romania because we would have known better. Right. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. And then we wouldn't have this podcast. Yeah. And then we wouldn't have this podcast and, and all of this kind of stuff. And I also, I do feel like my scars make me who I am in a big way, in an important way. I really can't stand people who stand on a platform with a halo and, and say and pretend like they've lived their life perfectly and they're going to give you a script for how to live your life perfectly. Like life isn't about living it perfectly. It's about living as best we can, right? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like going back to that, like could I have acted any differently considering that particular stage in my life and the information that I had to that point? For the most part, no. And in some cases, it was just like, yeah, I just didn't have a mental hold on my ADHD and I made some poor choices. But but for the most part, you know, could I have done any differently? No, I mean, I, I just wasn't mature enough at that point or, or what, whatever the situation is. You didn't have the information you needed. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have the information. I But now I feel like in, at least in some respects, I have a lot of information to deal with things. And my goal partially spurred by this podcast is like, I want to become more active in helping others, you know, particularly young 
boys with ADHD, I feel like who are struggling to figure out if they're bright or intelligent or how to use their skills. Like I want to be more an active participant in in that space and see if I can help people and, and utilize my education background to do that. And the same thing, like with this podcast and, and anxiety, like I want to flex that muscle. Well, there's no chance I have that muscle to flex if I didn't stumble so many times myself. Yeah, you'd be so unrelatable. You'd be like one of those like good vibes only people who just everyone's like, they either eat it up just every bite or they're just like, who the hell? What? Who are you? You know, there's like, I feel like there's like two people only the people who just like someone posts a caption that's just like you know this very classic like good vibes only and everyone like posts like the praise hands emoji and then everyone else <laughs> is shaking their heads and you know i think you want to connect with the people who shake their heads a little bit and just sort of are, are who question things more and who who want to know the struggle who want to know the scars who want to know the backstory and not just hear kind of like a platitude with no context you know because even if you you can decontext you can contextualize a cliche and add meaning to it but if you just give the cliche and you don't have any meaning to it it just you know what I mean it's like it's like cheating in a way you're just like giving someone the ending of a story without actually giving them yeah. any plot yeah I I really like the comment you made before about thinking about how that wasn't an option, you know, like we think about things sometimes and we're like, Oh, if this had only happened, that has only happened. Or if we lived things perfectly. And yet it's such a, I think it's such a strong reminder to underline. It's like, that wasn't an option. That just wasn't an option to do things perfectly. And I think the, the addendum, not even the addendum, the, the one thing that I would add to that to even strengthen it further is just, I don't know about you, but when I look back on my past or the mistakes I made and so on and so forth, I get caught in this idea like, well, that I was the only one making mistakes. And it's also important to remind, like, remember, like, not only was it not possible for me to make mistakes, but I'm also not the only one who made mistakes. Like every person who's ever lived made a lot of mistakes. And the only difference is they just might not bathe in the shame around those mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. The, the shame bath, of course, in the house. Yeah, in the house, in the shame, in the shame bathroom next to the shame closet. <laughs> Yeah, with where the shame stack, art where you stack your shame towels and the shit with the of course the the shame art room which is where the scrapbook is uh, well lit from all angles with the, the ceiling thing. lights yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful and when you, house we've elaborately constructed verbally yeah and when you open the door all hey all the alarms go off at once just to remind you to to make sure you open up that shame book with this just yeah. the right amount of panic. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. Oh, the metaphor lives. It too almost a little too much. That was <laughs> that was pretty far. Yeah, it was like all the lights on metaphor. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that that, 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 uh, that was. So I think we've like we've done a good job of covering yeah. things from from a bunch of different angles. There's probably a few other areas we can sort of address before we wrap up, but it seems like we're kind of staying pretty concise and on topic. This probably won't be one of our hour and a halfers. No. I think we'll probably just like I, I think we're getting better at just like just taking an hour and being like boom. And I kind of like that. Yeah. So 
do you, uh, I guess, what else do you have that you might want to talk about as it relates to being anxious about the past? Um, one thing that I just thought about while we were talking is, is there a difference? And if there's a difference, what is the difference between regret and anxiety about the past? Are they the same thing for you, at least? That's such a good question. Um, it's, I, I'll, I, I will tell you, I, I don't know the answer, but it would be hard for me to separate them from each other. I feel like regret is the natural emotion that you feel when revisiting an unpleasant memory. But I think the life that it takes on in the narrative that you ascribe to it and all of the mental work that happens after that memory is the anxiety. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I would sort of separate it. Yeah. Like regret doesn't, it doesn't strike me as something that's at all proactive. Like it doesn't strike me as anything helpful. And I'm not sure, like, I guess the way that I would think about it, and this is almost identical to what you said. So if anyone's just like, Chris, you just copy what Allison said, <laughs> um, I would accept that. But I guess for, for me, regret would be its own thing that I feel towards it. And then me trying to untangle why I feel regret would lead towards the like anxiety avenue. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's, we're, we're arriving at the same place there. Like uh, regret is the initial impulse and anxiety is the, the reaction to the impulse. Disseminating and or padding the regret. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like the multiplying effect of the regret. Yeah, and in, and in almost all cases, probably they we're looking at the the latter. It's the actual, it's the adding extra floors to the shame house. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost, I'm what almost done. You got to give me this. House be? <laughs> you've got to give me the full uh, <laughs> this full episode. But I think like it, they'll probably get to a point where I'm just like you're gonna have to be like stop because I'd be like, and that's you know when we're directionless, we need a shame weathercock, you know, with north south east. <laughs> But you didn't answer oh, my man. question. I said, "What color would the sh- uh, would the shame house be painted?" Oh, I didn't even hear that. Um, <laughs> you were just constructing the weather vane. <laughs> yeah, I was in my head. I was. I think I was just waiting to say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, what color would the shame house be? I mean, probably an intense uh, blushing red. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was going to say like a slate gray. Okay, so I in in my head, I th- I think it should be the same color as however rosy your cheeks get when you're in full embarrassment mode. Yeah, mine would be millennial pink, basically. Okay, all right, mine <laughs> mine would be like a pink slash reddish hue. <laughs> Magenta. <laughs> yes. Can you imagine if I just answered that question right away and I was like, obviously magenta. Fuchsia, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> a very polite and sensual turquoise oh <laughs> i don't like the word sensual it's like moist it's one of those words that just just delete yeah. just delete the word from the english language okay let's uh <laughs> let's all, we can we can all delete that um <laughs> uh, okay sweet i think that's kind of brought things full circle mm-hmm. yeah i think I have nothing to regret in this conversation. No, nothing that I'm feeling magenta about. <laughs> uh, the 
the one thing actually that I did have written down that I did want to mention was that I think it's it's also worth considering that we change dramatically over time. And so when I feel shame for the actions of, you know, something that I did that realistically probably no one else even remembers that I did when I was 18 years old, I'm barely the same person. You know, it's like I'm so far removed from that person that that fact alone should make us all realize like to feel shame for the actions of like that person when you've changed so tremendously over that time, it, it's almost ludicrous, right? Yeah. It's it, it's almost like feeling like you may as well look at it as like feeling shame for a different person because yeah, you're, you're holding you're, the wrong person accountable. Exactly. And, and the only reason you should feel shame is if you look back and you are the same person you were 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's, that puts a nice bow on things. Let's transition into our kind of the, the section we just kind of created that we didn't even expect to have as a long time thing, but the section where we can look at what things we might be able to do that can be helpful when thinking about the anxiety we have around the past. I don't know if you have any tips kind of written down or anything comes to mind that's just been helpful for you, but uh, I think we ought to shift into that gear yeah. if you're if you're good. Um, I guess just burn your shame scrapbook. Um, but for real, it does no, it does no good to go through your like failure greatest hits. Um, and so I'm just, I'm just picturing the album with you hosting your own album, just like (laughs) with the song tracks. I'm thinking of almost like a kid spot version where everything is just a little bit bootleg too, you know, where like they can't actually use the exact rhythm or the exact lyrics. Um, so you're just putting your own weird spin on things because that's the thing too. Like one, you're not the same person anymore. So like you don't need to hold yourself accountable for past used mistakes Two, I had a really good two and now I can't remember. Oh shit. It was good though. Let's just, just, okay, you I know, believe, just you. believe it. But yeah, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that you just, you can't constantly expect yourself to have done everything perfectly from the beginning. And so it's just not helpful to just go there. I feel like that was a bit of a, a bit of like a anticlimax there because I was so excited to share my number two. I thought you I were climbing know. a pretty, I thought you were climbing a pretty special mountain there, but it just turned out I to be know. a kind of nice hill. Yeah, yeah. I just like, <laughs> I just sat at the hill and was like, oh, oh, the mountains over there. Oh, oh, I guess I'm gonna stop this hike. If this was a movie, like if this was a movie, I feel like that would have been the moment where like all of a sudden the sound came in the background. It's like, dun, 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 dun. like, and it would have been like, I feel like you were entering into your prolific moment. I honestly zoned out and just listened so carefully that I wasn't even paying attention to give a response so that when you didn't have number two and then trailed off, I kind of was like, yes. Um, and it kind of added, it added to the, to the dud. So, I mean, it obviously wasn't a dud all joking aside. I think the point, the point Just was made. That. Oh. I have to add a new chapter to my shame scrapbook now. Yeah. Yeah. Can you make sure you just star that chapter? Chris, will you sign the page in there since you were present for it? You want my autograph? The I praise do. squirrel is going crazy right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know. I get it. It's so addicting to, you know, just ascribe 
positive and negative values to every single thing you've done and either praise yourself or flagellate yourself and you know you don't necessarily need to do that there's like a neutral option and i think the it happened option yeah the the it happened live with it option or the, or the da, 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 if i'd only known yeah exactly <laughs> so i don't know i'm just trying to categorize things less but i don't believe i've succeeded but i know that it's i know that it's what i'm supposed to do and that's a start fair enough like i think it's going to be fun to look back when we get to episode whatever right and look back and be like like i feel like the the growth at least i feel like the growth that i've done since we started the podcast is i don't know significant over a period of like 20 25 weeks or whatever but realistically I'm, you know, I can only hope that 20 episodes from now, I'm like, I've learned a lot more and grown a lot more and all of this kind of stuff. So it's a, all that to say, like, it's a big process. And I know that I still have so much more, so much more growing to do. I, I'm still on that hill when I need to be on the mountain. <laughs> I've only remembered number one, too. So, trying, so I'm really trying to still remember it because I just feel like I can like vindicate myself, but. Alas. I can I can talk I can talk about my tips and you can go for it. No, pretend, I'm not gonna. Pre- it's I can tell it's just gone to to the mental abyss. So just go for it. Okay. All right. Well, if it comes back to you, I will fully give you permission to just blatantly interrupt me. Okay. Fair. All right. Fair. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. So the things that I would just mention at the end is that. I'm not at all advocating for forgetting your past. Like, I don't think that we want to do like a men in black scenario where someone comes up to you and zaps you. Um, If you haven't seen that movie, you won't get that reference, but someone comes up and just like, you know, takes your past away. I'm not advocating for that. I think it's actually in some ways really helpful to think about your past. um, If you're particularly weighted down by certain things, but to do that in a healthy way. And quite frankly, sometimes the only way you're going to be able to do that is with, you know, a professional with, there are going to be some things in your past that probably you can't unravel on your own and you might need some professional help and there's no shame in that either. Yeah. Agreed. And I think our job is to find this balance between not forgetting our past and not being weighted down by it. So being comfortable with it, acknowledging it and learning from it. And really all we can ever do is just hope to harness our past to to help us with our present And that's much easier said than done. But the sentence sounds very uplifting. So we're going to stick with it. Yes. Let's do. I said, let's do. Let's do. You know, I haven't haven't really let out uh, uh, Allisonism in a while. That was a combination of let's do it and uh, please do. Let's do. Let's do. for For first time listeners, I have a propensity to mix two idioms into one absolutely nonsensical phrase only idioms though only idioms yeah, only idioms and um they're gems the classic one is uh do for it which is a combination of do it and go for it um that's become sort of like my my personal hashtag just do for it um so just that's like a little easter egg you can listen to in the future and if i let one slip and don't realize it please do let us know in our facebook group we're anxious about we would love mm-hmm. to hear uh your eagle ears do eagles even have good ears yeah yeah <laughs> that's, that's another one your ears and your eyes oh my god what am i doing 
Uh, no, I, eagle, eagle ears, I, I think eagles are noted for having good ears because my brother yeah. and I, if we came in late, uh, we used to joke that uh, my mom had eagle ears because she would always hear us if we came in. Huh, okay. Maybe I'm not the only one because I feel like the phrase is eagle eye. Yeah, I... <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm questioning myself. Yeah, now I'm really questioning myself. Well, I'm I'm fine with the eagle ears. Let's do. Uh, I guess I'm also fine with it. it. Let's do for it. Uh, yeah. The last thing that I just was going to say in our polite little wrap up here is that I think something which has been it it can be transformative if I actually remember it which is another thing altogether but it, it can be i'm considering getting it tattooed on my arm but it's it's just asking yourself the question is this helpful um sometimes you go so far down a path and you you have to really wonder after a period of time like is this actually doing me any good and that's probably a phrase that we can use for really any episode we've ever done right and mm-hmm. that's like that could be the motto of our podcast. You know, I'm anxious about a humorous podcast for anxiety and just the, the, like the, the, the definition of the show, just being like, we're trying to figure out if it's helpful, (laughs) like what's, what's helpful, but it can be awfully hard to figure that out. Right. Because I've got that, that nice healthy dosage of ADHD. I, I can literally just get lost in my own world and go so far down the rabbit hole while another conversation is going on and nod and like put up just enough conversation to still be there and be in, you know, be in a couple places at once yeah. and to bring it all back. Um, sometimes, you know, you might think I'm in the living room with you, but really I am sprawled out in the shame house and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and um, watching shame Netflix on the shame couch. Exactly. With my shame cat. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think that question alone, the question of like, is this helpful at all is powerful. Even just if you ask, ask it once and disrupt the narrative that you have going, that's ga- ga- like gained so much steam. Is this helpful? Maybe is the question that can help you start to demolish the shame house. Perfect. Well, now that we've really hammered home, haha, that <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> I think I'm, we can I'm... park the car in the garage, exit it, <laughs> and set the house on fire. <laughs> Never to be revived in a future episode. <laughs> we are we are pretty good at leaving our metaphors though in the in the episodes that they like yeah. they usually they usually arrive they really blossom into something they have a very then, vivid life that lasts for one to one and a half hours <laughs> it's it's like it's like the show are you afraid of the dark where they start off with like they light the candle whatever and at the end of the episode they blow it out that's yeah. like our metaphor <laughs> oh i love that show so good Me too. um yeah so let's move into our praise of the week bat patting mm-hmm. ourselves on the back for something um, mm-hmm. I almost said batting yourself <laughs> instead of patting yourself. <laughs> which uh, comes back to like, that, which you know has some connection to the self-flagellation. Exactly. Um, so <laughs> let's, let's not do that. Um, let's praise ourselves because we did something right this week. And while I think of mine, I am going to give this 
potential acorn over to you, Chris. What what are you happy about? Uh, obviously, I'm just going to once again mention the the interview on Saturday morning, bright and early with CBC on Fresh Air. And of course, I'm going to put a link in the show notes for anyone who wants to listen to it. But um, like praise squirrel aside, honestly, I was so nervous about that interview. I kind of felt like I haven't felt that kind of like nervousness since I was taking exams Mm -hmm. because there was something about the fact that it was live that just had me totally spooked because I was worried that I was like having a couple of panic attacks leading up to it and stuff like that because I was, I was like, well, to be totally honest with you, I, I knew I was representing both of us and I was really honestly to be totally up, up front. I was nervous. I was going to let us both down. And uh, Brie was super helpful and just reminding me and my parents and good friends and everything like that. It just reminded me like, you know, that uh, they tapped us on the shoulder because we were us unapologetically on this podcast. And so it would actually be a disservice to try to do anything, but just be me for all my faults. And even a couple of friends or like people who are close to me were joking, like, you know, the worst case scenario is you have an anxious moment and, and you're, you know, you're talking about an anxiety podcast. Who's going to be yeah. surprised? Right. And that kind of stuff was helpful too. But I spent a couple of days wrapping my head around it. And thankfully, just like when the time came, I felt like I went to that place I needed to. And it was a huge um, moment of confidence for me that I, you know, that I, we can continue to do this. And uh, to see the response to that interview has been incredible. You know, the response for our back end numbers. Uh, which like I'm nobody cares enough for me to go into that, but the <laughs> but but really that the attention that's been come over our podcast, you can see that in the stats. It's been amazing to see that kind of stuff come in. So I'm still riding that high a little bit. You know, there was a part of me that like literally 12 hours after the interview, I was like, that was awesome, and then I like, kind of started to get anxious about something else, probably related to the past, and and I. I'm happy just right now, even just to kind of revisit that and be like that. I think that was big for us. I think we'll look back on that as, I think we'll look back on that as a, as a, as a moment of sorts for our podcast. Mm -hmm. And I cannot tell you how many ways I catastrophized that, (laughs) how that would go. Like I, I joked with, I think it was my brother. I can't, I can't remember who I joked with. I I might've joked with Bree or something about it, but I was like, the reason that interview went well is because it went wrong 700 times in my head. Like I literally (laughs) played out every way that could have gone wrong and it went right. So I'm forcing myself to take some confidence from that and, uh, and be happy for us. And you know what, damn it. I'm going to pat myself on the back with like high school football coach force. Um, The wind is going to be politely knocked out of me and damn it. (laughs) I'm going to embrace it. Nice. Very nice. (laughs) So now that I've gone on a 20, uh, my, after my 20 minute uh, <laughs> praise diatribe, did you, uh, did you think of anything during my, during my great speech there? Yeah. I mean, you gave me ample time. I thought of like 35 things uh, in that, in the time. Um, as long as you didn't rebuild the shame house, it's still no, the no, ground. Shame house is the, I'm collecting the insurance on it. Although I would never actually collect the insurance. I would just like leave the bill menacingly in the corner <laughs> you'd never actually collect you'd put it off for two years and yeah and then and then like three years later I'd be like hey um excuse me i hate to be a bother but my house burned down three years ago and like, i've actually been living anymore? outdoors for three years because i just haven't got around to asking you 
Um, <laughs> basically. Um, yeah, so um, I guess what I'm patting myself on the back for is that I have decided to take a trip. And um, my mental health has just been basically just completely in the shitter since um, March. And I realize a lot of it is that I used to travel alone for work like all the time. And um, I don't know, there's just something super fulfilling. And I just feel like I get back in touch with myself and can kind of check in with myself a lot when I'm traveling alone. And so um, I decided to book a trip and I won't be traveling alone alone because I just like I don't feel safe doing that. But I'm going to go visit a friend in Germany and stay with her for a bit because the uh, uh, pandemic situation is um, pretty much the same in Bulgaria and Germany. There's not a huge discrepancy and I feel safer traveling in Germany than a lot of places because I'm like this is like the best case scenario for German rule following I'll be like yes yes so many rules I love it um instead of my normal (laughs) rebellious state (laughs) so um (laughs) so I'm looking forward to the trip it took a lot for me mentally to get here because you know I was like is it even responsible to go and um you know, am I, is it going to be worth it to go? But I'm like, you know what? I have been a freaking hermit since March. I've done like almost nothing. And I know what I need to do to be reasonably safe. And there's no reason to, um, once I've mapped out all the things that I need to do to be safe and I'm following all the laws and rules and whatever of of international travel and I follow all the local things when I'm there there's no reason that I can't sort of get back a little bit of what makes me me you know like we've lost so much due to this pandemic and I know that I have lost a lot less than many people like all I've lost is like my loose sense of self like I haven't um lost like a, a dear friend a, or a, a dear person, family yeah. member yeah. yeah yeah i guess what i'm trying to say is just like i figured out a way that i could safely and responsibly do something that makes me feel like myself again and i actually decided to do it so i'm booking my ticket tomorrow uh, i just had to wait for um, my bulgarian id card to um travel because right now my u.s passport is basically um toilet paper and so um i needed my uh my fancy eu uh residency card um to get renewed um so hopefully that should be done tomorrow and i'll be able to book my trip and go see a friend and just i don't know just get out of here for a little bit because bulgaria has been really dragging me down you know it's like one of those it's a place that you can only live by leaving frequently and I haven't been doing that. So, um, yeah, it'll be nice. Yeah. I mean, we, we talked in our episode on the new normal about how we need to strike a balance between the physical reality of the situation and what we need mentally as well. And I know you well enough and, and I'm guessing probably listeners do too, to know that you're, you're going to take every precaution, you know, that, that you should be taking and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and then so I'm like, really, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at is like you like you will be bubble woman, and <laughs> yeah. um, and like like I wouldn't be surprised if you wrapped yourself in saran wrap before you walked out the door, you know? Oh, I wouldn't and be either. I, I know exactly what you mean. How a trip like 
um, I, I, I used to find like 12 hour flights really cleansing when I didn't have access to the internet and I gave myself a chance to think and that kind of stuff, whatever it was, um, there's a really classic human sense of, of, of the journey, right? Like it doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't, um, surprise me that almost all literature is about a journey, either yeah. physical or, you know, theoretical or metaphysical or, or whatever it is. And we've had our own journeys, for example, starting this podcast and this, that, and the other, but, um, I've had a hard time too, with not really having, um, I guess being able to press the reset button a lot, if you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's, it's like, um, to use a podcast metaphor, it's like you, you can only record on the same track for so long before you're like, I wonder if we should start a new episode here, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. And so I understand that. And I think yeah. that'll be good for you. I'm excited for you. Yeah. You know, I was trying to do just like uh domestic travel within Bulgaria, but the truth is, is that I don't have my driver's license. Uh, my mm. husband doesn't have any more vacation time and, you know, Bulgarians aren't really following a lot of the restrictions of mask wearing and stuff. So I don't feel safe taking the public transportation. So if I want to do something that's kind of a better and safer option is to go travel somewhere where they actually are taking things a little more, a little more seriously and will make me feel more comfortable being around people who are taking it as seriously as I am, because that's something that, has been giving me a little bit of pause here. I think because Bulgaria never had quite as bad of numbers as everyone else, there's a little bit of a sense of complacency, like, oh, it wasn't really that bad. But it's like, yeah, just because it wasn't that bad here and never got that bad here doesn't mean that it wasn't that bad in lots of places and currently still is, you know? And so it's kind of just a a situation where I I just want to be around people who are kind of like of a similar mindset to me and I'm not finding that here, you know? Yeah, no, I understand. I mean, for me, I, I Bree and I have been traveling a, r- a little bit around Ontario where it's been reasonable and that's been, um, I think that's generally speaking, people are taking things nice and seriously here. It, I I can see that so- sometimes the seriousness uh, that I have towards it or the mentality that I have towards it is not always reflected back at me, but yeah. um, that's more the anomaly. Like if somebody was, for example, shopping or inside, if, if anybody was inside of an establishment without a mask on, um, you know, I'm guessing most of the people inside there would, would literally go out of their way to be like, get out of here and there'd be security on them and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, so anyways, I mean, the cases are rising tremendously in Ontario right now. Yeah, because I've seen that. Back to school. So that's nerve wracking, yeah. of course, but you know, Brie and I are just going to continue to do our part and where it makes sense, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get out. And yeah, um, so I think uh, we can both pat ourselves on the back for those things and we can give our listeners a pat on the back for listening to the episode. <laughs> yeah, making it through. I mean, we are wordy and construct very elaborate house metaphors that... Exactly you probably aren't as excited as we are about so thank you for your patience (laughs) yeah (laughs) no one is more excited than chris completing a metaphor absolutely no one um thank you for listening to us and bearing with us we hope that we have 
inspired you to burn your own shame scrapbook a little bit and just and house if, if and need house be. if need be and just to i don't know just uh to to write less narratives about yourself and just kind of let things just be in the neutral category a little more i think that's that's what we hope to to take away from this episode at least that's what i hope to take away and actually put into action a little bit but We'll see. I'll probably, you know, get tongue tied at the grocery store tomorrow and then change my name and flee the country. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all we're, we're all a work in progress. I mean, we 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 if you're I'm guessing we're going to have a bunch of new listeners for this episode. And, and if you are brand new, just know that, you know, we're really not speaking from from a from a hierarchy here. We're, we're figuring this out just along with you. And I think we're comfortable at this point just sharing some of the things we've learned but certainly it's been through, you know, trial and error and, and mostly um, error. Mostly error. Yeah. Mostly <laughs> error. Um, but uh but we don't uh but but we're getting better at not reminiscing on that error endlessly yeah. and yep. and challenging uh, and challenging that a little bit. So I guess that's our moment. Uh this is our moment at least to to say goodbye. Thank you very much for listening. And we will be back next week with another topic. Um and more metaphors so many more metaphors too many (laughs) too many (laughs) all right thanks for listening have a good week thanks guys bye